0: Testing. One, two, three. Good. Testing.
1: Let me test my voice now. No clipping. We're You're a little
0: louder. No,
1: I'm louder because I have a deeper
0: voice. Do we have to not talk over each other? We can talk over each other. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. Stop. (laughs) That was good. Hey, this is Lisa at Mad Money Monster and you are listening to the Mad Money Monster show. Um, Mr. Mad Money Monster, you want to say hello? Hey
1: everyone, good to be back.
0: (laughs) It seems like we're going to tag team this uh, podcast, so you might want to get used to hearing both of us. I think that's okay. All right, I want to start out today by saying, why start? You're not going to finish. Okay, so that is a little teaser. That's uh, something I heard when I was debating whether or not I should try to go to college. So I want to start off with my my backstory. little bit. Um, growing up, you know, my parents were, uh, they, they dropped out of high school. Actually, my, my dad never even made it to high school. My mom made it to ninth grade, a few months into ninth grade before she, before she dropped out. Um, so, you know, growing up, I was the youngest of four kids and none of my siblings had aspirations of, uh, going on to college. Um, but I, I actually did, but I didn't think I was smart enough to go. And and I didn't have any guidance uh, as far as that goes. So, you know, I just kind of floated through high school. Didn't really focus on my grades, and you know, I had some friends that were were college bound, or at least they they seemed to be. They had never actually went, but um, you know, they went through the the college admissions process and were accepted. And and I can remember being in in a well, it was my senior year. You know, we were walking around. It was getting close to you know the end of the year and talking with my friend who was who was accepted and ready to go to college the next year and I said gosh I really wish I could go and she said oh well it's too late now <laughs> and I took that as gospel and I was like yeah she's right <laughs> and uh, just you know just graduated went on got a actually I worked a couple jobs that summer after graduation I, I worked a job sexing chicks do you like that Mr. Mad Money Monster?
1: It's going to be one of those podcasts <laughs> is it?
0: So, uh, sexing chicks, I were, it was a hatchery. So, uh, we had to pick, or I had the, I had the pleasure of, uh, picking up little chickens and looking at their wing structure and sending them down a respective, uh, gender chute. So if it was a male chicken, it went down the male chute, Female goes down the female chute And I did that for eight hours a day. And, uh, yeah, that was fun. And one little story about that is I can remember one day. The bigwigs came in. I don't know where they were from, but they were managers and directors. And I don't know, everybody was, you know, you know, a mess and, you know, keeping it clean. And I was walking, I think back to my station from a break and, and one of these, uh, one of these bigwigs came up to me and said, Oh, do you go to Penn State? Because I was wearing a Penn State sweatshirt.
1: I have one of those. Did you?
0: (laughs) Yes. And I said no I just wear the sweatshirt <laughs> and I felt so terrible about myself
1: don't because I went to Penn State and failed out and still had the sweatshirt I would rather just wear the sweatshirt and say I was wearing the sweatshirt than admit that I failed out of
0: Penn State <laughs> hey we'll get to your story you wait, I'm your, not turn. You wait your turn you wait your turn and then that same summer I, uh, I picked up a job at McDonald's um, as an opener so we had to I had to show up at work at 3.45 in the morning. We opened at 5 a.m. So, you know, I would get the grill ready and all the breakfast sandwiches and, and everything ready. And, and then I would work until I think one o'clock. So I worked the, the breakfast and the, and the lunch rush. And I can remember it was a Saturday and one of, the, one of my friends actually that had, that I had graduated high school with, and he said, hey, what are you doing? Aren't you supposed to work here while you're in high school? But before we uh, keep going, maybe maybe you'd like to say a few words about, about your story.
1: Well, I mean, I, I talked about Penn State in the last uh, podcast in, in the first episode, and I, I didn't do well. And, I, and I, I was the opposite of you in high school. I did extremely well in high school. I was very social. I was class president. Um, really enjoyed myself. I always say that I had kind of like a John Hughes life when I was in high school. It was kind of a John Hughes movie. Uh, however, I was woefully unprepared for the financial aspect of college. And we talked about that last time of filling out FAFSAs and finding anybody with that information, because that was the real key. It was knowing the pathway and knowing the information. And and I didn't have it. You know, you relied on guidance counselors. You relied on the the wisdom of your parents. And and if not, you were kind of like, okay, well, we got you this far. Good luck.
0: Because I can tell you what you didn't rely on back then.
1: The internet. Exactly. Right, We didn't have anything (laughs) like that. Right. So, you know, I got to Penn state and, um, The first year was paid for, basically. My mother worked and saved a number of years. and uh, But I went in with the kind of the warning, the the disclaimer from my mother that, you know, good luck with this, but you better start figuring out a way uh, to find a way to pay for the next year. So I kind of always had that lingering over my head. And so I decided I'm just going to really enjoy myself while I'm here because I may not be back. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, long story short I I messed around with a cheerleader down the hall and <laughs> oh, you did. Uh, I did. <laughs> and uh, partied quite a bit and decided I wasn't going to go to class, blah blah blah. It's the same stuff. It's it's something I really deeply regret to, to this day. It's not anything I'm proud of.
0: So really a 180 then from your high school years. Absolutely. You were super focused and Yes. And yeah. good grades and the whole the whole shebang and right. then you get to college and I was the
1: dog that broke the leash and I ran the neighborhood. So you flash forward a little bit, I ended up moving to California, knocked about Los Angeles for two years, all this stuff. I ended up coming home and running a movie theater, and unfortunately, it was the same mall movie theater that I used to work in when I was in high school. So, you know, you can't go home again, but you can, and when you do, it's really not all that fun. So I I came home, I ran a movie theater as an assistant manager for eight years at a mall multiplex, and was trying to pursue all the other things that I wanted to do because I had to keep the lights on and, and the bills paid. I had my own car. I was living on my own. I had rent. I had insurance, all that stuff, car payments. I went out and bought a brand new car at that time in 1988, which was a dumb move. Uh, but and you,
0: wait, you were a manager at the movie theater. Yeah. So that's not a bad job though, Yeah, but
1: it's not what I wanted to do. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I did it to work and and mm-hmm. I knew I knew I could do it and I did it well I could be around movies all of that wonderful stuff so I mean for me what did it your Penn State sweatshirt story <laughs> is kind of what happened to me is one of my favorite and most influential English teachers uh, came to the movies one night and I was there and I'm in my manager's jacket and he comes up and he, he's like so you know how you doing and he was not being condescending or judgmental whatsoever But basically the gist of the conversation was, so you're, you're here. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here, but you know, I got things going on. I'm, I'm working on things. And, and after he left, I just felt like you knew that that guy was like, I I never thought he'd be stuck here. He never said that he didn't imply that or anything, but I inferred it.
0: You might as well have said, no, I just wear the sweatshirt. Right.
1: That's, that's my moment, which I think is far worse than your moment.
0: Well, right. Because mine was with a stranger.
1: Correct. Yeah. So I worked at the movie theater for a while, almost eight years. And then the summer before Jurassic Park opened or just that earlier that summer before Jurassic Park opened, we used to have these video meetings where once a month we had to have the whole staff get together and the home office would send a video and they would talk about, you know, let's gear up for the big season. It was a cheerleading video, but they said something different this time. And what they said was the company was offering tuition reimbursement for college courses. And that caught my attention because I saw that as my ticket out the movie door. I'm going to go back to college. And here's the best part. There were no restrictions on the type of classes you could take.
0: That is insane.
1: I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> I don't even know after I left if they kept that policy, but I was going to take full advantage. It was like there was that moment. And if you didn't seize it, you're going to regret it later. I'm going to kick myself again. So I did it. I got the paperwork in order. I decided I'm going to go back. And what I was going to do is I was going to become a teacher. I had great teachers in high school and in middle school, but I loved history. So it just suddenly hit me. I'm going to be a history teacher. I'm going to be a high school history teacher. That's what I'm going to do. And I enrolled in 1994 at a four-year university for teaching. I graduated in two years, I enrolled in 94, I graduated in 96 and I graduated with a 3.85. And I did that while working all the time, full time, except for my student teaching. And I borrowed and borrowed and borrowed. I got all the, the proper loans, did all of that. And then I borrowed extra on top because I knew I would have to pay rent during student teaching and there was no way I was gonna be able to work full time. And before I sound like a snowflake, the, the point right the point of this is i would get up and i took a full load of credits in the fall all year round so i was taking 18 credits a semester and then in the summer i was taking up to 21 credits i had to get the dean to actually sign off on that to take 21 credits so I could graduate. Also, I took advantage of what was called the CLEP test, the college level equivalency program test. Oh
0: yeah, I didn't know about this when I was going to college. It's still
1: a good secret kept by college campuses because they don't want you to know it.
0: But they do put stipulations on it.
1: They do put stipulations. Uh, My college had five classes max. You had capped out at five. And what this is, for anybody listening who doesn't know whether you're an adult or you're a kid heading off to college, it doesn't matter. You go take this test. At that time, it was 50 bucks for the test. If you pass, you get the three credits for whatever general ed course you take it in. I clept out of English, a physics, uh, a science, uh, several history classes, but I clept out of five classes. That was 15 credits. That's that's a full
0: semester. And
1: that cost me $150. Oh
0: my God. So I I started working at a factory after the whole... uh, Sexing chicks and McDonald's debacle. And um, I worked at a factory and I still wanted to go to college. And this was still, I, I so I graduated a little bit early. I graduated high school at, at 17. So that following fall is when I started at the factory. And I was just turning 18 at that point. And you know, I worked there for oh, about a year before I actually went back to college. And what was the catalyst? to, uh, inspire me to go back to sc- go back to school is that I, um, I met an engineer that worked there and he said to me one day, as I'm soldering electrical components together, you know, and in, uh, in the factory, he said, why aren't you in college or why aren't you in school is what he said. And I just looked at him and I said, well, because I'm not smart enough, I turned all shades of red because I was so embarrassed and he's laughing hysterically at me and everybody's looking at us and, uh, but you know what? I found out at that moment, like that's a reflection point of mine. Like I didn't know it at that moment, but looking back, like I realized I'm coachable, right? So at that moment, I didn't just brush that off. Like I really, um, internalized that. And I, I set about like doing a little research and remember this is before I mean the internet was around but it certainly wasn't like it is today and I secretly applied to the local community college and uh got a letter in the mail you know a few weeks later saying I was accepted and I was ecstatic now (laughs) the funny part is I had no idea what an open admissions policy meant at that point so I didn't know that everybody got accepted to community college but uh You know, I can remember taking it back and showing him, he was so excited and proud of me or whatever. And, but you know, that was, that was the start of my educational, you know, career and development. I went ahead and I had $600 saved up, right? So from my factory job, and that was a lot of money to save up, you know, I, and so I had the $600 literally in my hand, cash in my hand, sitting in a friend's house in the evening, Um, I was debating whether or not I should drive to the community college that night and sign up for my first two courses. So the mother of my friend looks at me and says, uh, why start? You're not going to finish. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So did you ever see that Seinfeld episode where Jerry's returning an item for spite?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a jacket, I believe.
0: Yes. Well, I went and I signed up for those classes that night for spite.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and and what a positive thing because uh, let me guess, her daughter never went to college.
0: You are right about that. That's right. So I don't know what the motivation was for her saying that to me, but whatever. I, I'm actually glad because it sure. it motivated me. Like I and and throughout the so I was not like you and. You know, I, I didn't take, I, I, it took me a long time to get through my bachelor's degree. I I took some part-time classes and I was working full-time the whole time. No, let me,
1: let me interrupt. Don't, don't say you weren't like me just because I did four years and two. I did that to make up for the time that I wasted. You found your way and you had more gumption and more focus to achieve what you did. It may have taken you longer, but I did my time out of spite, okay, as well. We are because a
0: perfect pair. Aren't we? I was
1: spiteful <laughs> to myself because I screwed it up, and so I had something to prove to myself. I could so, have taken time. So were you
0: almost like punishing yourself? Yes. Oh my And I God. still
1: punish myself when I finally got my degree, my four-year degree. I mean, within three years, I was back getting my master's. Yeah. I got my mas- my first master's in a year and a half. Then I went back and I got my second master's in educational leadership, So, which was my principal certification, which I turned around and never used anyway because I didn't want to become an administrator. I don't look at what you did as anything wrong and anybody listening to say that what I did was right. I screwed it up and I felt I needed to make up time fast for whatever reason it was.
0: Well, that's an interest. That's interesting. That's uh, insightful. But I really wasn't saying that. I was just saying our paths were... The same, but a little bit different. Sure. Right? So, yeah. So, I worked full-time. I would record my lectures, and I would listen to them with earbuds while I was soldering in the factory, like, every single day. And there were days where I would take vacation days to go study for a statistics exam, you know? So... I really buckled down you know I'd leave the house at 5:30 in the morning to go to the job listen to my lectures all day while I worked eating in the car maybe even taking a little bit of a nap because I didn't really have enough time to go home eat and then go to school because it was in the opposite direction yep and I did that like three nights out of the week and that was exhausting so but but I always remembered why start you're not gonna finish right <laughs> so that kept me going <laughs> well
1: I remember my teacher going so you're here
0: <laughs> right.
1: I'm not going to be there anymore.
0: <laughs> so, I'm not going to
1: be there anymore.
0: So, you know, I did I did my time at the community college, um, graduated there with, you know, my gen eds, and then I transferred to a four-year private school. But the only reason I went, you know, I didn't have like a, a I wasn't dying to go to a private school, but I, um, I did because they offered me such a great um, financial package. So they actually gave me an academic scholarship because my grades were so good at the community college. So and here's another side note like my my ideal school, my um my dream school was another local private school that I was actually accepted to, but when I sat down with their financial aid office, they said, "Oh, yeah, it's great that you're that you're accepted, but we don't offer any financial aid." you know, to transfer students. And it was like somebody just punched me in the gut, Mm -hmm. you know? So so I finally just, I accepted the other offer because I knew, you know what? Because had I accepted my dream school, quote unquote, dream school offer, um, I would have walked out with $50,000 in debt. So I just full speed ahead. I, I borrowed some money to get me through the last two years of college full time. So it took me, I don't know. I can't remember the exact number of years between six and eight, you know, for me to, get that bachelor's degree in my hand but so I walked away the academic scholarship was it came out to be like seven thousand dollars per year Mm -hmm. um, which was amazing amazing discount from their sticker price (laughs) if their sticker price was comparable to the other school which would have been fifty thousand dollars for two years so I knew I was not going to do fifty thousand for two years so that was a smart financial move on my part which you know my life's full of a mixture of smart and bad financial moves, but that was a good one. So I like to boast about it whenever I can. Well, you should. (laughs) However, however, this is part of my two steps forward, one step backward. So I I went with the the cheaper school, but I also borrowed an extra $10,000 on top of that $14,000. So I walked away with basically $25,000 in debt, in student loan debt. Um, even the so the, the community college I paid for while I worked, so that was straight out of my pocket. But I did walk away with twenty five thousand dollars, and that was in the early two thousands. So, what about your uh, your debt load? What did you?
1: Well, I I graduated uh, the four year my bachelor's degree probably with close to again thirty thousand in in debt because I borrowed on top to live. Because right? just let me explain that again, because some people go, you could have worked when you teach. No, no, you can't do that. That's student teaching because the day usually your day usually starts about five, five thirty in the morning to get up, get to the school, have all your lessons ready, ready to go. And you teach a full load all day long. And some of those, like for one, it would, they were 90 minute classes. So then you do that. Then you get out by 3.30, 4 o'clock. And that's if you get out on time and a kid doesn't need help or yada, yada, yada. (laughs) Then you have to drive all the way back, get to the movie theater, open that up by 6 o'clock and work till 2, 3 in the morning. And then do that all over again. One's got to give. You're you're either going to do one or the other. And student teaching obviously was what I had to do to up myself in in life. So uh, I left the movie theater. Um, But I borrowed more money on that. So like, for example, I had a home that I rented and I gave my landlords a full year's rent ahead of time to say I'm going to be leaving my job in January. But here's all my rent because you need the rule of thumb is you always need a roof over your head. Uh, It was tight. It was extremely tight to go back and do everything. But I left with about 30,000, a little over that in debt. And then I started teaching, but I, I made the freshman mistakes. And that is, I treated myself to a brand new $15,000 Honda Civic, which was a stupid move.
0: Oh, that's another podcast.
1: Right. And that's another <laughs> podcast. So then I went, as I said, got my first master's degree, tacked on more debt on top of that. Even though our school paid for a bulk of of the credits, they had to approve them and all that. But, you know, you're going through a program through... Uh, a licensed university that the school approved and all of that stuff. But still I paid out of pocket, had to go back in, get more debt, uh, to pay for my first master's. Then I turned around to keep, cause you do this to go up your pay scale. So they called it the step program. And and for every time you get so many credits, you go up another step. So you're paying debt, but you're also increasing your, your salary. And, uh, I ended up with a second master's probably tacking on another $15,000 of debt.
0: Wow. So, okay. So here's something. I actually got a free master's degree. (laughs) That's
1: what I mean. You're beating yourself up. I don't know why you made far smarter moves than I did. Oh,
0: I don't know about that.
1: Oh, I do. Well,
0: so my company offered free master's degree. Now my, my, you know, degree had to be related. But when it, when it, um, when they offered that, they were a little more lax. There was a little bit like the company was doing really well and, and the economy was doing really well. And, uh, you know, I just jumped on it and it's funny, like I, I still work for the same company today. Uh, they do not approve. Like I didn't have any problems getting my courses approved. Now it was, you know, related for sure. But now it's like they, cause I would do two, two classes a semester. I just wanted to knock that masters out. I just wanted to get it over with and get it done get it under my belt. But, um, and, and I did it and it was free, but now I watch people submit courses and they're like, Oh, we're not going to pay for two courses a semester. We're, we're only going to pay for one course. And it has to be, you know, this, this degree and not that degree, but they were much more relaxed, thankfully when I went after that. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, all t- all total, twenty five grand about for yeah. me. And you know, I took when I graduated with that twenty five grand, I also had twelve thousand credit card debt. Ugh. Now thankfully the economy was great at the time. Got a job right away, right out of the gate, making decent money, not like investment banker money, but <laughs> Right, right. Decent money, right? I think my first gig was maybe forty two thousand, somewhere around there. Forty two, forty three thousand. Um so what I did was I paid that $12,000 in credit card debt off in like six to six to nine months. It was definitely under a year, definitely under a year. Um, now I was still living at home at the time, but, but that was like my main focus. But I did not turn that fire of mine toward the student loan debt. Hmm. And there I was, you know, with a $600 a month student loan payment that was kicking in after it kicked in after six months, I think. Um, and I refinanced it, got it down to a hundred dollars a month. But I think the term was like insanely long. I, <laughs> I don't even know, like definitely uh, 20 years maybe, but um, I carried that for 15 years. Ugh. I know. Like I just, oh, I, well, I could I carried
1: my debt, but for I could have just
0: turned that fire that I had, you know, with paying off that credit card debt to the student loan debt and been done like in another year or, or two. And, but no, I, I chose to carry. I, ah, oh. anyway, that was a poor financial decision.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sh- sure people are listening because they've made them as well too. So we're not alone in this. Well, This is true. I carried my debt. I worked, uh, side jobs in the summer to, to put money toward the debt. And then when we, you and I met, I yep. came into a chunk of money and I took, most of that chunk of money and I applied it and finished off the rest of my student debt. And by 2013, I was student debt free.
0: Well, it's funny because we both paid off. We both paid our student loan debt off while we were together and we've been together for what? Five years. Yes. Yes. So yeah, we were still carrying that we carried well, it a well into a dollar. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, don't be down on yourself when you hear these stories about, people paying off their student loan debt and, right. you know, oh, I had $80,000 in debt and I paid it off in, you know, two months. <laughs> and, I, and I think
1: the best way to end this episode is is to say to everybody listening, we don't do these podcasts to, to lecture about how smart we are, how great we are, and how you should be too. We did this to be honest. And, and we're yeah. talking about our mistakes and screw-ups and, and how we fixed some of them and, and how we did not. We're not here to so much educate as we are to relate.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I know, you know, sometimes even, even to this day, I'll read, you know, personal finance articles that pop up on Twitter or wherever. And, and it'll say, you know, I like, just like I said, I paid off $80,000 of debt in two months. I'm like, man, I am, I'm terrible at life. (laughs) like it. It makes me feel like bad, but then I have to check myself and be like, no, I, I did, I did okay. And I'm doing okay. Yeah. Right. So it's all about just step by step. Day by day, making smarter financial decisions for a better life. And I think, you know, I think we're there, finally. So
1: I think so, too.
0: Anyway, well, so this is a great show. Great show,
1: and <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. We, we hope you'll come back for the next one and the next and, one after that.
0: And if anybody has, you know, a story they'd like to relay, and maybe we'd talk about it on the air, um, you can email us at the themadmoneymonster at gmail.com. Uh, You can find us at our blog, madmoneymonster.com, and all over social media at madmoneymonster. That's right. (laughs) So until next time, make smarter choices, (laughs) right? And, yeah, I mean, I I don't even know how to say that. Okay, do money better? No. We don't need anything like that. We don't need anything. Okay, delete that. that. Delete (laughs) that. Okay, I'm out. Bye. Uh, head on over to iTunes and give us a like and a review. And if you want to read our blog, it's madmoneymonster.com. And we are all over social media at MadMoneyMonster. Monster. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at themadmoneymonster at gmail.com.